One, two, three. J. <laughs> My nation of brothers and sisters A tip of the cap and adapt to the beautiful podcast listeners Three guys on, you know the one Too black, too strong Just keep it honest and funny and we'll all get along The topics at hand, they go deeper than black and white You see something, you say something like No, you're not fucked up, Tom. If you shoot your mouth off, deal with Uncle Randolph Get popped and locked in a dance-off Or it's the verbal Maltov The wise warrior Andy Klein, dropping dimes His perception of punchlines will blow your mind And just in time, is that Tim Miller Or someone from 3SBN The nation that was formed because Tim couldn't attend Elton, pop-pop, pop a sock Haywood, turnip seed Smooth Jamaican romaine, so I'm sure there'll be weed might have Russ Green, a Chris Milner, the English Bay, a Frankie French with a Frankie tail coming your way. The Alexandro fam, the black guy who tips. Chadwick, a JL telling us what it is. Maybe an appearance from Whatever it is, just kick back, relax, and roll up your sleeve. I'll say it one more time. All you cool cats can stay. Bitches leave. Bitches leave. Bitches leave. Hey, hey, hey. Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. We've got the returning champ sitting with us back from death's doorstep. Who's here with us? English Bay. Chris Milner, the English, English Bay. Bay. Most of Chris Milner is yeah, back. Yeah, most of him. One appendix. Yeah. Minus an appendix. <laughs> you know, if, if only we would have known your last appearance would have been the last time we had your appendix on the podcast. We, we would have asked your appendix some questions. Had a little... I know. Little like, how are you planning to ruin Chris's life and bank account <laughs> next year? <laughs> well, it's going to be longer than a year for that bank account. Yeah. Hey, people. How you guys feeling? Everybody good? We're happy to be back here with y'all. It's a very relaxed start. I feel like I should be yeah. sipping bourbon on a porch playing a banjo. We've yeah. asked for more upbeat More drums. drums. I think there's going to be maybe a, a remix because they also, well, they, I, we'll put it on Chad, forgot Petey in the uh, intro. Did he? Yeah. He always forgets it was someone, an oversight. doesn't he? It was an oversight, yeah. So. Um, well, I'm in it, so I don't really care anymore. Yeah, fuck. Exactly. Yeah, who gives a shit about that? everybody else? Um. It says, because uh, they have Alton, Pop Pop. It says Pop Pop, Pop a Sock, which I think was Chad's little nickname for Elton. So Elton gets mentioned three times. It says Pop Pop, Pop a Sock. It doesn't say Elton's name. So I think yeah. right there, maybe Petey, Pop a Sock would have yeah. been Petey, the way to go. Pop a Sock. Yeah. But, you know, who are we? Who are we? Uh, it's, you know, it's, let the artists do their art. Right. Yeah, we don't like to interfere. Yeah, maybe Chad hates Petey. Maybe it was intentional. Could maybe be. it was a snub, you know, maybe who I mean who was missing on the last one other than everybody. Other than Milner. Milner. That's it. Yeah. Frankie. Well, Russ wasn't on the last one either. Frankie, yeah. We haven't had Russell on in a while. We haven't Elton. Elton's been off for a while too. Yeah, we gotta get both of them. I saw Elton last week. Um remember about a year ago, this time, when Elton was gonna go to Aruba in May. Yeah. And he was gonna get his abs popping. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, abs did, or didn't abs. we do a push up? Yeah. No, abs. It was, it was abs or abs. 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 Right. Abdominal muscles. I was like, Elton's getting into coding? <laughs> this is fucking a bit abs. late in the day for getting into abs. Popping abs. abs. Poppin'. You see this new yeah. app? Well, alarm clock? <laughs> it's popping alarm clock. <laughs> yeah. Well, Elton is once Messages. again going back. He's, he's taking a trip in May. And he's once again um, going get his abs popping. Planning on having his abs popping. Is he with, taking his lady with him? He met her there last time. Uh, no, but this was like it's, that, it was a trip with him and his boys. I think he's doing that again. But um, I mean, he's still with her, so that things are good. But the abs popping. The plan to pop his abs is back. But I don't. I, Do you if, think that's why he books the trips? Just to well, it, the pop thing is, abs. last year the abs never popped. Right. Yeah. They were like the popcorn at the bottom of a bag. They they were unpopped abs. So unpopped. I don't think he's capable unless he goes into like a fucking bodybuilder level of of effort. That ain't gonna happen. Between now and May. I mean that's that's not gonna happen. He's no. in his forties. In fact, I'd put money on him dying before his abs <laughs> popped if yeah. he went down that route. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he could he might die. So we gotta have Elton back on at some point to hear what's what else is going on in his life. But he hasn't been on Russ hasn't been on. He has four kids, so well, that's no excuse. Elton's got 312. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Elton's got a couple kids. What's but your they're, Instagram, Chris? They're older. Specific ignorance. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Elton's kids are like grown up. Yeah. Out of the house. 312. <laughs> has, Three, one of them's 300. The other one's 12. He has like two confirmed children. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like the worst sniper ever. <laughs> two confirmed children. Two confirmed kids. Hasn't killed anyone. The legend of Elton. Caring. <laughs> so just a caring father. So how long were you in the hospital? We got to get to the story of your eleven appendix. days. So okay, it's a long stay. I was talking to you about this. You felt pain for a couple of days, come and go. Yeah, it felt like gas. Okay, yeah. it felt like a little bit of uncomfortable gas. Settled uh, into the right side. So you were like yeah. taking tums, and you know. Yeah, I did take a bit of tums, but you know what was happening that confused me is was I was going to the chiropractor. Okay. And I was getting my back adjusted for the two weeks before it happened. Uh-huh. And in the first meeting, she said, well, sometimes, you know, the back's very, you know, lots of nerves from other parts of the body run through the back. So a lot of the time you might get an adjustment and then feel weird in a different part of your body, not your back. Yeah, yeah. Right? So I had that in the back of my mind. So when I started getting it, I was like, oh, maybe it's just a, a back adjustment's fucked me a bit and... It's to do with that. Right. And it wasn't excruciating or anything. No, it wasn't. Yeah. It was just uncomfortable. Yeah. So, yeah, I sort of kept a little journal on my on my <laughs> phone of like my symptoms, which basically consisted of me listing the days of the week and then just having stomach pain, stomach pain, <laughs> more stomach pain, right. slightly less pain, pain returns. <laughs> um, Back with a vengeance. Yeah. And then in the last two days was nausea and last, lo- uh, last loss of appetite. So okay. at that point, I was like, "Okay, this is it's getting worse. This is this is this isn't normal now." So then you um, you decided to go to the hospital. Decided to go to the hospital on the day that I made a, a doctor's appointment. So I was like, "This is serious. Make a doctor's appointment." Didn't yeah. get. Was like, "Yeah, come in next week." Yeah, yeah. Then later that night, I was like, "To the missus, I was to like, go. we need to we need to get to the emergency room." And then they took you in and they immediately figured out what was going on. Well, they gave me a bit of shit initially because I, I mentioned <laughs> that I had self-diagnosed that I had appendicitis after consulting WebMD. Okay. Um, they they hate that. No, they didn't yeah. like that. They didn't yeah. like the fact that I wandered in and was just like, I know exactly what's wrong with me. Um, right. But then I looked like the smartest guy in the room when 
she did come back and then after initially scoffing at my self-diagnosis. You don't have, they were like that. Yeah, she was like, okay, we'll see. We'll see, Mr. WebMD. (laughs) Right. We'll see. And then like, you know, 10 minutes later, okay, you have appendicitis. (laughs) Yeah, told you that. Yeah, told you, you know, the the internet. Right. Told you. Exactly. It was either that or many different cancers. Yeah. That's what yeah. WebMD told me. Yeah. So um, then you, uh, then immediately they have to yank it out, right? Right. So at this point, the appendix was ripe, was the word that they used. <laughs> Hadn't ruptured, was about the size of a squash ball. And what is it normally? Oh, like the tip of your tight little finger, like a okay. fucking, like a lima bean. Uh, like a dime. Okay, so nothing like a dime, like a tip like of your little dime. finger or a lime bean. So, <laughs> so your bean had grown. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, my bean had inflated. Yeah, you had a big bean. Yeah. So what? Apparently, so the apparently you have no pain sensors in your gut, right? The only sensors you have down there are pressure. So the only way, you, because everything's so packed in, the only way you can feel if something's wrong is if a foreign object is there that shouldn't be there or if something is enlarged or inflamed that's putting pressure on different areas. Right. And you're like, oh, that doesn't feel right. That's why sometimes after surgery, you hear those stories where they just leave like a rag inside of someone <laughs> and they don't, they don't know it for years. <laughs> so just something. Well, but that's just, that, that I don't get because <laughs> because... I figured out that any foreign object in your body, there's not a lot of extra space in your body for yeah, foreign yeah. objects, right? Yeah, that's why generally your, your body's so kind of like, get out of here, foreigner. You yeah. know, it's basically like the Brexit. Um, <laughs> basically. And uh, no rags. Yeah. So no rag heads. Rag head. <laughs> exactly. Or rags. Anything to do with rags, we want you here. Right. So go back to where you came from, so rags. So no rags. Yeah. But um, where was I? So. So, but then apparently, and so it feels uncomfortable because it's enlarged, but then the worst thing that can happen is it bursts inside your body before you realize because then the pain goes away. Okay. Because it's just flooding your body with the with the pus. Yeah, And yeah. The, the wound shrinks and your body goes, oh, this disappeared. Yeah, back to beans again. Back to beans. Yeah. And then three days later, you've got the worst infection in the world and yes, you can maybe and die. die. Yeah, and you, got, right. so you get die of sepsis, which ass. is the worst way to die. Yeah. Um, and basically what happened, yeah. right? So that's what happened your to body me. body rots from inside out. Luckily. I think the worst way to die is doing a college gig. Yeah, that is a bad way. But outside With sepsis, that. though. <laughs> With, With sepsis, sepsis doing right. college yeah. gig. Yeah, and trying to like do your act. Yeah. yeah. So I ended up getting sepsis. Because during your operation, it exploded while they were operating. It exploded. Yeah, they 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 kind of when they explained it, kind of implied it might have been my fault, which I didn't really appreciate. (laughs) They kind of turned up in the emergency room, like the whole surgery team, kind of to give them the the code of silence and matter. Like we've each got each other's backs. Yeah, Yeah. like Mr. Milner, there were some complications. Your appendix ruptured during surgery, which kind of implies my appendix decided to rupture. And I'm just sitting there thinking, what it may mean is one of you five... Yeah, nicked it. Fucking, yeah, yeah. cack-handedly... You knew it was yeah. ripe. ...stabbed yeah, my fucking yeah. appendix. Yeah. Started poking out of which finger. This, yeah. looks, this looks good. Right, poke, exactly. poke, yeah. poke, 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 poke. Playing... Let's get the rookie in. Shit. Yeah. Let's <laughs> give the rookie a chance in his first fucking yeah. appendix. Is it a teaching hospital? Well, I mean, yeah. Have you been Med Is it a teaching hospital? Yeah, MedStar yeah. General. Oh, then, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a pinata, guys. It's yeah, in fact, <laughs> yeah. the woman that gave me the test, the appendicitis, you know what the appendicitis test is? Um, WebMD.com. Other than I had, it was, it was finger in the ass. 
No, definitely not that. Completely different. <laughs> no, no, it was, it was uh, finger the grope. Yeah, the, yeah. the, the jab. Yeah, yeah. Two finger jab yeah. into where your appendix is. Right. Medieval medicine. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so the and the and the response, the correct <laughs> response is if you coil back and fear right. and go into like <laughs> a protective stance and scream obscenities at the like nurse. Yeah. That means you've got a Also heard from a doctor, another one is bad breath. That specific specifically smells like. Is this the same apples. doctor that stuck his finger up your ass? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The if bad you breath back to that yeah. doctor. <laughs> if your breath smells like his dick, <laughs> yeah, then maybe you've got a problem. Yeah, and your finger smells of ass all the time. <laughs> then. Um, so if they jab you, like, what if you just the type of person that hates being touched? No, because you know? because it's like so it, you it's go a visceral in, it's reaction. A, it's a it's a primal animal reaction. Okay, that you go into like a defensive stance. Okay, so and they, and that's what happened. Yeah, I screamed whore <laughs> at her. <laughs> whore. Yeah. He gives you Tourette's. Shouted, you whore, <laughs> coward. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I think she might have popped it doing that. Oh, part okay. of me thinks that's what might have happened. It was really ripe then. Yeah, so they were putting me under. They were like, don't worry. I like how you keep calling it ripe. <laughs> I'm using the medical terms. These are the medical terms. It was ripe. succulent. <laughs> it was really ripe. Uh, it was ready to be really plucked. Fresh off the vine. Yeah, it's juicy. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Very juicy, sweet. Exactly. Juicy Organic fruit. appendix. <laughs> juicy fruit. Um, yeah, so was falling asleep. And they were like, don't worry. Hour and a half operation. Mm-hmm. Out and Out tomorrow. And then woke up like seven hours later with a catheter in an excruciating pain. And they were having like five yeah. doctors going, we didn't fuck this up, but you're fucked. Yeah. yeah. So, and then, and then, because now you have the infection. Now I've got the infection. And you're just stuck in the hospital. 10 days. 10 days. Had, went in when Obama was president. Came out, Trump And the was world president. was ending. Yeah. Came out, got to watch the inauguration from a bed with a Trump supporter lying in the bed next to uh, him. What was their ailment? Uh, he had, it was hilarious actually, he had prostate cancer. Okay. Right? He'd had it, had it operated on. Very religious, older couple from Ohio. And they kept praying and thanking God for saving them from the prostate cancer. <laughs> and I was just there just going... Well, who gave him the prostate right. cancer? Yeah. That's always and a question. You, you cannot yeah. zoom out. You cannot s- say science is bad and then like say medicine yeah. didn't save him. It was God. Yeah, yeah. bollocks. Yeah. You're either all in on God and he gave him the cancer and got rid of it. Right. Or his fact that he drank two shots of bourbon a day and <laughs> drank five cigars. Really? Yeah, I overheard because they have to do the... Oh, you the, heard the little... Oh, I, yeah, I heard I the little what's your drinking habits and stuff. Yeah. And they, they were just like, so, so do you drink? What and did he just, say? Yeah, this is what he goes. He goes, so how often do you drink? So he goes, oh, yeah, like two, two drinks a day, two drinks a day. And then that, like, means, sort of, that means like a bottle. What sort yeah. of drink? <laughs> He's goes, lying. Well, He's bourbon. Rounding. Yeah, that means like and he like it wasn't even going to be any other drink. straight bourbon, straight bourbon. Two at least two drinks of bourbon a day. So like Which you said, that's half a bottle of bourbon. He's rounding down. He's way down. No one tells the doctor the truth. Five wood chip cigars a day, which I didn't even think they made. That's nine. I think yeah. that that's was probably just like in the war. What is a wood chip cigar? The one with the cork, like it's got a bit of yeah. cork. Oh, okay. yeah. He started smoking yeah. them during the war. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know that means probably. Right. He says five. You probably add two to that. Two, three, so, eight, nine. And the wife was so annoying. And you yeah. could tell that... Well, that's why he drinks he the fucking wishes bourbon. He wasn't married to her. Day and he right. smokes a cigar. That's yeah. all. The only happiness he's getting out of life is that bourbon yeah. and cigar. And he's After stuck the doctor in the marriage because of his Republican ideals. Right. right. He's got to be right. the family man. You could have exactly. left. After, right. the, after left. the doctor meets the wife, he's like, 
Only two shots a day? So, really? Are you serious? Because I just did two shots. <laughs> Are you yeah, sure? She I talked really to her, <laughs> and I went directly to the bar around the corner. Yeah, you she know. was really annoying. Um, and and uh, they were Trump supporters. They were so Trump supporters. When, when he was giving his speech, yeah. he was literally sitting there, like, cheering, yelping. Who, oh, re- oh, really? It's like yeah. a sports team or something. Oh, yeah. And I was just sitting there going, you're in D.C. Yeah. You're in the snake pit <laughs> when it comes to fucking you think being was, a Trump supporter. You think supporter. he was cheering the other day during that afternoon press conference, which we'll uh, be talking about in a little bit? Man, I, this podcast basically has become Trump watch, hasn't it? A bit, yeah, a bit it's of that. Every, yeah. every, every, every like description I've been looking at. But that's like, everybody. then we talk about Trump. But that's everybody's life, though. But everyone's talking. That's just my whole Facebook feed. I'm trying to get away from it. I was right, talking exactly. to somebody about that's that. Not I'm, not particularly, I'm not particularly here's, scared here's of it. Here's the only thing I realize, and this is the only point I'll make. You know when he was giving that big old rambling press conference the other yeah. day? God. Right? <laughs> he's, he, he's like a stand-up, okay? He craves the validation of yeah, the yeah. laughter. Yeah, I guess the like, clink He keeps eye. getting those little gags. Yeah. That gives him fuel to keep going. And if everyone stopped laughing at those gags and he had to suffer through a bomb, like a one-hour laughless bomb of people just staring at him, visually not happy with what he was saying... He would stop doing it. I think he. You know what he would do? There, because we know comics who do this. They attack the crowd, which is what he already does. You're he all does idiots already. But he always gets a bit of backup. Like, look at this guy. Look at his shirt. His the rest of the crowd people. laughs. Yeah. Validates the attack on the guy. If no one laughs, right, it doesn't validate him. And that's what those the the, the press has got to stop giggling when he. Before we start, before we start into today's Trump watch. Do we have any emails? We don't, but I do have another question about the appendix thing. Okay. Because um, I don't we're, think we're, we oh, yeah, let's carry on with the story. Yeah. The oh, we get into the, yeah, look, so it, gets, you were, it gets really bad in yeah. a minute. So you were in the hospital. <laughs> Got in the uh, hospital. Day after day after day. The, you, what you missed. On a drip. On well, fluids. No food or drink. Fluids, right? fentanyl, antibiotics. You couldn't even have like crushed ice or anything? Or? Uh, 12 ice chips a day was my oh, diet. Oh, Jesus. So Six days. You, you didn't, you weren't. Uh, you weren't in D.C., like out, but there were a lot of Trump supporters around, first of all. That I week. was watching Instagram. Yeah. So, so, but then after that, like you're still in the hospital for what? How many more days? When did you go in? I went in um, the day before 51st Jokes. So oh, I think on okay. like the 18th of, yeah. uh, uh, no, 12th of January, 11th, yeah. 12th of yeah. January. And then got out on the 22nd. So then you took a turn for the worse? Took a turn for the worse, yeah. Caught an, an abscess uh, where the um, where the appendix was. And then had to get a, a, a drainage tube inserted into my side. Yeah, you showed me that. To get the pus out. Drainage pouch to drain the pus out. Did you just have to like, clean your bag every day? Yeah, I had, to, I had to flush my own wound, which is a horrible phrase. Oh. Uh, with, they gave me these saline uh, syringes that were all like hermetically sealed. Yeah. And every day I had to inject an, a certain amount of saline solution into myself, which is, feels horrible because you can feel it go into your yeah. stomach. And then did measure they tell, did how they much tell you, Listen, that do is, this or you're going to die. What? <laughs> did they tell you that? What? Because you, you figure if you're letting someone do that, they may or may not do it because it, it doesn't feel good. So like, listen, we want you to inject this same right. and you say, sure. And then it doesn't it mean knowing feel that, good. Me it knowing just feels that I'm going to have to tell you. You do this or you're going to die. Yeah. They didn't that's, do that. Actually. That's your options. Yeah. They were <laughs> do a bit, this or you're they weren't die. very good with like giving me enough bandages. Yeah. Uh to like cover it cuz like every time I inject and then I had to drain the bag yeah. and compare and contrast how much fluid went in to how oh, much so fluid was doing, coming out. So now you're doing now you're doing basically math yeah, and science. Yeah. Doing yeah. math and science yeah. on my own body. <laughs> on um, yourself. 
And yeah, it sucked. Yeah, yeah, American healthcare. It sucked. <laughs> so then the abscess went away because of the drainage and the antibiotics, but that left a hole in my gut, which is a fistula in the gut. Right. Which was leaking gut fluid. I didn't know there was the gut cam- fluid. Right, well, yeah, I, saw no, that no, no, no. I discovered a load of fun things. Yeah. So the bag stays in. Meantime, That's called bile, by the way. I haven't... Right, so in the meantime, I haven't eaten anything or drunk anything. Right? Yeah. So at night, when I'm sleeping, and I feel a bit of like movement in my bowels, I'm thinking, of course this is going to be a fart. What else could it be? Uh-huh. Why I haven't put anything There's into no my body. Yeah. There's no food or anything. Oh, no. Basically, Jurassic Park <laughs> Triceratops scene mound of shit comes just flooding out of my, it wasn't even like regular shit either it was like <laughs> like illness shit like illness shit yeah. like toxic baby shit that's what it was it was yeah. baby okay. shit call your wife yeah. honey it was like the shit that babies shit before they've had any real food and it's right. just like old placenta that's, uh, meconium meconium that's yeah, what it was meconium. right yeah that and looks like tar. Jesus Christ! <laughs> like so tar. this was after Did you had left the hospital. Stop. No, this was in the, in hospital. the hospital at night. I shit the bed, Andy. Okay. And like I've used that phrase. <laughs> all right, I've used it willy nilly. I'm not going to so casually use that phrase now because yeah, yeah. shitting the bed in real life is a lot worse than all the metaphorical times I've used to shit the bed in the. You park. were awake. Did you so like I, sleep through that and wake up and? Notice? No, I woke up and and as soon as I started, I was like, oh, bad decision. Yeah. But then I was like, well, I'm not stopping because I know that there's this big like diaper mat on the bed just for this exact for moment. For bed shitters. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, so this is, and I have a nurse. As far as I'm concerned, that's my butler. That's yeah. my health butler. Well, that's. <laughs> why you, sp- you spend all that money on right. healthcare someone should be cleaning up there you go and that's what fucking bed. happened yeah, so as soon as, as I was doing it I was beeping the buzzer I was like get in here because I was kind of proud yeah. very strange that in a hospital when you haven't sh- when you've had no movement bowel or urine wise the first shit you do you're kind of like Hey, come look at this, guys! Like when this a newborn progress. baby shits. Like but you know, you know what's funny about that is that all that, all this fluids and stuff they're putting in you, those are proteins and amino acids and stuff like that. So when your body breaks those down, even though it's all liquid, right, it turns into breaks solid. This, it, no, but it still has to break down the the. It still has to break down. There's still going to be waste products left over well, afterwards. That was the most solid. And as my waste products here it got. comes. <laughs> right, so that opened. Literally. Well, how many days did it take before you shit like that? That's well, why it was so. There much. you go. So there was like there was the calm before the storm, right? Of the the uh, the the beautiful desert of not shitting, right? Yeah. And then the shitty oasis of just like <laughs> diarrhea. <laughs> which continued for four days. Every 20 yeah. minutes, I was like exploding. What well, looked like because you have any fiber. You have any fiber like in your system. No fiber, which right. leads me That's to my next point. Diarrhea. I had to eat Metamucil. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even know that existed. Pure fiber. Yeah. yeah. It's, pure fiber. it's from the war, Andy. This yeah. thing is from the war. <laughs> and they, I had to eat it. From the war of 1812. Right. It yeah. probably was. It's yeah. basically like grits and wallpaper paste. It's expired yeah. chalk. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I had to eat that because I was losing sure. so much fluid through my right. asshole, which by, at this point looked like the Japanese flag. <laughs> so I'm just going to the fuck- yeah, just fucking... Just fucking burning. She was saying to me, oh, you should try and get some exercise and walk around. I'm like, bitch, I've walked a mile and a half from this bed, that eight feet, to that fucking toilet over the last two days. Yeah. I've been shitting shit every 20 water. minutes. Yeah. And then I started puking as well. Oh. And at the, so at the same time- Simultaneous? At one point, yes. Oh, if you'd put me on a lazy Susan, I would have been the most disgusting sprinkler <laughs> system in the world. But yeah, there was one point I was sitting on the toilet, puking and shitting at the same time. Oh. It was the fucking worst. Yeah. 
Um, Were, did, did that cause pain in your wound also? I was or? in the most pain I've ever had. I've had yeah. like a 24-hour tattoo. Yeah. I've had an operation without anesthetic one time. Was this was about? the worst. Oh, I ran... I I had a big skiing accident. I think you told us this. Yeah, and uh, I smashed up my face, and then they they sewed it up without remembering that there was a chip of bone yeah, inside. Yeah. yeah, and so I could have paid for extra anesthetic or just like tried to handle the residue cheap. and went cheap, and yeah. it was a big mistake. <laughs> <laughs> so so there worse. you go, kids. Always get the anesthetic. I woke up <laughs> screaming for fentanyl, and it didn't even help. Uh, Heroin really? didn't help me. This, and that's what killed Michael Jackson, right? Yeah, fentanyl? that's propofol. Oh, uh, propofol. Fentanyl is what uh, football players. What you players needed take. was a big man. To fentanyl. Come in. I have actually dabbled with one time before, and that was a huge mistake. And I think I've spoken about it on this podcast before with Pat Coffey. I think so. so. Yeah, me and Pat drove to this show in the middle of nowhere, Maryland, and his dad had just had like cancer surgery or something, and he had the fentanyl patches, yeah. which you put on when you're old and it sort of releases heroin into your system over the course of two months. Right. And he'd cut off little tabs and was just like, yeah, let's put these on our tongue, see what happens. <laughs> that's that's how you want to do drugs. See what, Dude, happens. see what happens. Decision ever. Should we like, edit his name out of this? I mean, is that, uh, it's, we're probably okay with, no, he's no. fine. No. He knows cool this. I tell this story a lot. Yeah. Okay. So you put it on your tongue? You just put it under your tongue. Under your tongue. Just like acid. Yeah. yeah, like acid. And didn't even forgot about it. And drove yeah, yeah. for an hour and a half into the middle of Maryland, parked in this parking lot of this just standalone, awful sort of chain restaurant in the middle of a field. Yeah. yeah. Both of us opened the doors. Both of us took two steps out both of us collapsed onto the floor <laughs> at exactly the same time leaving the car it looked like it would have been the funniest thing to look at yeah if you'd been watching from across the car park and then we both were just clawing our way up the car yeah and caught sight of each other holding ourselves up over the car roof just like what the fuck right and then at that point we realized we were fucked on heroin and did you spit out the tab was it still under your tongue no, we, we we very quickly at that point realized we had to do a show uh, <laughs> in a restaurant uh, right. at which um, the promoter was like, uh, oh, uh, there are kids here, so it's got to be uh. all PG, uh, and the headline is not here, Milner, so you can just go. Uh, at this point, I was probably half a year into comedy and had maybe <laughs> one minute of material. And I'd just be given a 20-minute clean feature set whilst high on heroin. Yeah, while developing an addiction to heroin. <laughs> yeah. Simultaneously. No idea how it went. Um, got paid. But you were able to stand up on your feet at some point? Yeah, yeah. We I had to walk around for a while. Like You figured it out after a while. It's just because your legs went numb sitting in the car. Yeah, You yeah. didn't realize because you yeah. were on, fucking on fentanyl. Right. So, but in the hospital, that wasn't helping. No, too much pain. So it, too much pain. And so they never. Had you need a big black guy to come in and just knock you out, just punch you in the face, yeah. pow, and knock you unconscious. Uh, I had a small black guy that was cleaning up my poo. Yeah, I'm sure he was happy about <laughs> he that. He was actually pretty as happy. He was. He was like. Making he was. Af- he was wage. African, and uh, f- we spoke French together. We had a real bond. When you think and of that garbage. night, I shit myself, and I was like, kind of glad that it was him because the night before, I had this really hot Korean nurse. Oh. And I was like, that would have been kind of embarrassing if yeah. she had to be. I'm just standing there like an old. They have seen, it, seen all, it all, but this was. You lose your dignity in a hospital. You've right? lost your dignity. Period. Right. So you, know, well, you don't appendix, care if your cock's out. The appendix no is what point. controls dignity. 
Well, <laughs> that's what the function it has. Yeah, is that the only function yeah. it has? That's, that's the sixth sense. It yeah. holds the sense dignity. of dignity. It holds right. dignity. Your yeah. appendix. There you go, kids. Life lessons. <laughs> Hold on to your appendix. <laughs> but it got to, by the time it got to the end of my stay, like, um, I was shitting so much that I never bothered to put on the back robe because that was just yeah. like, yeah. you know, that's just an obstacle that I'm going to have to remove when I'm not going to have time to do it. Yeah. So I was sort of like shuffling around the halls, having lost a, a load of weight, holding out. my fucking drip. It's not even dirty because it's just water. Holding my drip like with like my shitty ass like hanging yeah. out. And it was so funny because these nurses would come up to me like, Mr. Milner, should we try and put another robe on your back? And I just turned into this old man. I'm like, no, no get off me. I don't <laughs> no, care. Bitch. I don't have a problem. You have the problem. You kind of had to deal with yeah, it. Dignity doesn't come around here, lady. All right, you're going to look bitch. at my shitty ass because I'm going to be back in there fucking crapping in a second. Deal with it. Don't you yeah. see I'm suffering over here? They had a they had a sign on the wall, you know, like uh, it was like days since last fall on the ward. <laughs> Oh, right. really? and yeah and they didn't even have a number they didn't oh. even have the option to put numbers it's on always it. zero there's it's always someone's falling <laughs> yeah like there's it was awful that ward was the worst place um so when you so you were in the hospital for 10 11 days yeah when you came home did your dog greet you like one of those videos of soldiers coming home from the war yeah, yeah he, he peed he did because people are like oh this so great dog hasn't seen a soldier in eight months but it's like you uh, three days your dog's doing that (laughs) yeah yeah no that he almost couldn't handle it yeah Yeah. he wasn't like it was he went like eerily calm it wasn't like he was freaking out he was just stood there stared at me and then just peed (laughs) (laughs) out of excitement (laughs) yeah and then it was like we've had to sort of like coax him into yeah yeah reminding you know he was kind but um the the day i got released was bizarre because um i'd got an email the night before about doing two dope queens the podcast yeah mm-hmm. at the lincoln theater because they had a live a live recording after the march because the women's march and yeah. um and i was like i'm fucking doing this because i'd missed all of the aclu benefit shows i'd missed all the marches. i took your spot yeah oh you did yeah. oh good at least i good I'd sort of neglected Saying I was available, and so okay, spots great. were taken, and then okay, cool. I did your spot. Good, yeah. good. I'm glad it I went did your to act. someone worthy. Yeah. Great, yeah, he did do your act. That's cool. I shit all over that stage. Yeah, <laughs> shit. <over there. laughs> um, yeah, missed that. Missed, missed fifty uh, first jokes. Missed the Louis C.K. drop in. At oh the yeah, I missed, uh, you missed basically my headline missed everything set that I did. Yeah, probably missed <laughs> lots night. of stuff. Yeah. Um, so I was just like, I'm, I'm fucking doing this show. I don't care, man. That's twelve hundred people. Yeah, you know, and I was just so high on adrenaline and Percocet. That I was just just ended up doing it. Were you itching? Did Percocet make you itch? I was thinking about that because I remember you said that on the podcast one time. It didn't make me it that much. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, I... They didn't give me that many. I kind of was under the assumption I'd kind of get a huge prescription yeah. and give me the option to they get completely addicted. Yeah, yeah but they, they didn't. I kind of ran Wait. out before my pain stopped. Oh, that's that's how that works. They yeah. they don't want you to get addicted or sell it. around here. Uh, the, I mean, I don't, I don't give a fuck about I this. Sort of thing. So, two dope queens. Did you do it like a stand-up set? Did a stand-up set? Yeah, I'm going to be on the third season. And was there like a like panel also, or just stand-up? Uh, I just did stand-up. There okay. was a panel. There was um, there was uh, um, what's her name? Tig Notaro. Yeah. Did the panel. Jenna Friedman did the panel and stand-up. Michelle Buteau All did women. stand-up. All women. Queens. All women. Yeah. Natalie McGill was on it, okay. and then it was me and Ryan Shutt. Okay, cool. Um, All women, and, and you got, <laughs> and you, you, Ryan and Natalie just did sets, or were they? Yeah, all we camp? just did sets. Okay, yeah. 
But um, cool. Yeah, we did well. It was good. And then they did the big reveal after my set that I, I was fucking fucked. Yeah. yeah. And like, yeah, I pulled up my shirt and showed over my wounds and took down my pants and showed everyone the bag. Showed them your shitty. Yeah, ass. showed them my shit shitty bag. shit bag. <laughs> Twelve hundred women just like yes. Uh-uh. Have you started? Yes, uh, queen. Uh, have you started kind of working out again and trying no to get queen. back into shape? Working out again, in, oh, under the implication that at one point, <laughs> excuse me. Yeah, I'll get back to my nineteen ninety eight weight. Forgot who I was talking to. Uh, <laughs> no, I. But I have decided because of the stopping smoking because I had to stop smoking. Yeah. Um, gonna like cut down on the drinking a little bit. Uh, Except I mean, for today. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. The thing I realized about drinking is I drink. Uh, too much in situations where it's completely pointless to drink. Yeah. Like you're not going to get drunk and you're just spending money that you could just yeah. save. You didn't spend any money for that. Exactly. I spent money for that. Right. <laughs> Think about it like that. You I know. know. And you said you were going to stop bitching about the fact that I drank it. But oh, I'm, I'm still bitching my head. <laughs> I'm in my head. I'm bitching my ass off. But it's the last one. Yeah. It's like, it was good this though. Gave me the last one. English white this boy coming in, in and col- 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 colonizing my... What's the word? Colonizing, being colonial, all in no, my refrigerator. Col- Colonizes what your doctor did to you. With that <laughs> yeah, <finger. laughs> fucking that dude, finger in the asshole. Um, <laughs> Come here, let me check your appendix. Uh, yeah, let me, check, let me check your appendix. Yeah. Let me check your uh, how your breathing is. Oh, you got a, your what? foot hurts. Your foot hurts. Bend over. Here. Let me check your foot. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so that was it. And then I had the drain in for three weeks after I was um, cleared to leave. Three weeks of draining. Mm. Yeah, because I went back in to get it removed, and they were like, oh, no, there's still a hole, so I've got to keep it for another two weeks. Yeah. And then it came out on Monday, and now I'm basically back to normal. Drain-free. Looking like I've been stabbed. Yeah. Uh, this is the rest of your life, baby. I got scars all over my midsection. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the rest of your life. Well, that's yeah. the thing. You don't, have, you don't have a major, you don't have a long scar, do you? Like no. You have... No, it's laparoscopic now, yeah. so they're just yeah. small scars. Not like that big motherfucker right yeah, there. Yeah, you're when it looks like you've had a C-section. Yeah, they'd leave it open. Because basically because of the same thing you had. That's almost what had to happen to me because, but they managed to clear up all the pus with, well, they fucking didn't in the end because I got an infection, but they, they, they said that if it does burst, we may have to open you up, but they didn't. Yeah. That's good. Fucking infection. Yeah. But yeah, Metamucil's no, no fun. Yeah. Um, That was actually probably the worst part of the whole experience. Just eating pure Metamucil. Yeah. In fact, oh my God, I got, it was, you know, Obviously, you've seen coming to America. Mm. There's uh, no, so my three. Why would you think I my have? three roommates? Right, the first roommate was this old ass Jewish guy mm. called Mr. <laughs> Kaplan that just kept being the most stereotypical Jew and apologizing to everyone. I was literally texting Marty. <laughs> I was like, what, "Is this real?" And he's like, "Yeah, this is completely real." Those people exist. Yeah. And he was like, I'm so sorry. It's like the and neurotic. And the next like day, when he left, I got this really gruff old black guy. Yeah. And uh, he was like, don't slam the door when you go to the bathroom. <laughs> like, I'm going to the bathroom every two seconds. The door just slams. <laughs> and I was getting really angry at me. And then he left. And I was like, am I just cycling through the characters from the <laughs> fucking barbershop in coming to America? Cycling through a joke. <laughs> Randy <bad>. Watson. <laughs> just a bad joke. <laughs> An Englishman, a Jewish man, <laughs> and an old black man are in the hospital together. <laughs> they have a sign, days since Randy Watson, <laughs> on the wall. It's always zero. Ugh. Well, I'm glad you, you came down on the other side. Yeah. I don't know who, I don't know if it was you who told me that you had an appendix. A lot of people didn't know, because obviously I'm not I on Facebook. I think you might have told me. 
I'm not on Facebook, so I, you I have to it. either fr- be friends with my wife or have heard it through the grapevine. I heard it from Catherine Jessup because that's how I got the spot on the show. She mm. was like, oh, yeah, he's, he had his appendix. Out. I was like, oh, that sucks. She goes, oh, no, it's worse than that, like his you know, infections and all that. Yeah. So she knew a little more about it. And uh, Right, because that was the first show I couldn't yeah. do. Yeah. Um, so then I was like, uh, maybe I should text Chris, and I didn't. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I, I did forgot. I? I think I did. You did. Yeah. You did at some point. Um, I, did. I I was doing it on Instagram stories. I was doing Instagram oh, story I updates. Have that, I have yeah. that kinship because I, um, I had my own surgery. So, so like, that's oh, all I was doing him. was just... Uh, See how he's doing. And he doesn't give a fuck. I've never had a surgery. <laughs> but here's the thing. So Twitey, who uh, is a friend and not on the podcast and supposed to be. Supposed to be. Twitey, Twitey today pulled a Courtney. He was supposed to be here and then he just was out was drinking. Be, it was going to be a I would, I would have up said up until this experience, Twitey was one of what I thought to be my best friends. Yeah. But he found out about this experience so late yeah. that it got to the point that I was getting actually angry and like calling him out online on Instagram and all posts saying, Twitey <laughs> still hasn't gotten in contact with me. Like, John Conroy in you like people knew in New York did right? he wait but did you since you're such good friends did you reach out to Twitey and say hey man I'm in the hospital I shouldn't need to okay, yeah, but you're saying, you're talking my about Instagram the, stories <laughs> so the, that's friendship to you is someone looking at your social media because you could have told him hey man just checking I'm in the hospital I was too sick Andy <laughs> is that what <laughs> texting you didn't have a charger you were too sick to shit I was too <laughs> sick all I could do is hold down the button to film the Instagram story that's where all my energy went yeah because I mean you could have initiated you, he didn't, how was he supposed to find out exactly and I realized after the fact that a lot of people didn't know yeah. and uh, and so they've been coming up to me just like oh how you doing I was like well you know nearly died but yeah. other than that pretty good yeah I nearly died but that was like a month ago right it's, it's cool Oh well, that was during the Obama. So yeah, so now we just get yeah. to see how good my insurance is because they send me the breakdown of the costs. Just like this is what you cost us. Now yeah. let's see what you owe. Yeah, well, and you didn't have like an ambulance ride or no. transport to a different hospital. So no. at least there's, but you did spend fucking ten nights in a hospital. Right? How much do you think it set me back? Oh. well, not set me back. Set set back. I'm everyone. gonna go fifty grand. Eighty. Eighty. Yeah. Jesus. Are you responsible for twenty percent? Fucking better not be, otherwise I'm dead. Yeah, you don't know yet what you are. Otherwise so. I have to sell my kidney to pay for my appendix. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're going to charge you for the kidney right, operation. Exactly. And it's going gonna... to be an endless right. fucking organ donor system. How about a gallbladder? What does that go for on the black market? <laughs> Do people buy those? Exactly. I donate my non-mic holding hand. <laughs> Just the whole, yeah, the whole hand. They'll, yeah. Someone will probably buy your hand. Yeah. yeah. Like Thing in the Adams family. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd buy your hand. What if the it, fuck if was that hand it. doing around the house? It was just thing. in the box. Yeah. I think more Except t- in the movie, he jumped out and ran around. I think it was Morticia's dildo. Is that what it was? Yeah. <laughs> Go on, thing. Get down there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that had that. I had guess to it could happen. jerk. Didn't it that could have to happen. Exactly. Leave thing and Morticia alone around. It the could house. jerk you <laughs> off too, though. Unless it, you know, like. Where's it getting leverage? You need from? an arm to jerk. Yeah. You gotta yeah. have an elbow. It can fondle your balls. Yeah. Yeah, it could fondle. It could give Randolph a physical. <laughs> Yeah, it could be Randolph's doctor, yeah. <laughs> oh, your doctor was Thing. That's why <laughs> oh, Doctor you should have mentioned earlier. <laughs> doctor Thing. And we all assumed the Thing was a male hand. <laughs> well, I think it was because it had pretty, I think it it had pretty buff nails. Yeah, I guess nails. so. Yeah. I mean, it could have been just, uh, it could have been genderless, too. It did give massages. There was one point. It, it was of on, course it was, it was on, Mortici- on, on Gomez's head doing yeah. that. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Day, so... 
By head, I mean the head on his head. Right, his shoulders. Actual, right. He he's right. Head. Yeah. not a freak. So it did do that. He's a thing, not a freak. <laughs> I remember that. Cousin It also had no gender. No, uh, cousin that's it was, true. In cousin fact, it cousin, was a boy because he got married. In no, the movie. cousin cousin it was in fact one of the most but most progressive uh, gender normative. I don't identity. think so. I think cousin yeah, it no, was a boy. It gets annoyed because if you refer to him as a he or because a she. Because cousin it. it got married, and they had a baby. That, what was that? That's really? in, in um That's in the movie. In you can still, still identify cousin as an it, it married the girl that that was uh, the. Uh, the Did woman who was like a caseworker or some shit like that. Like an irregular woman. A regular woman. And then in the next movie, Worst they had a little worker it. ever. Was the baby yeah. called that? Yeah. I don't know. They had, a, they had a name for the baby. It was just a little, a little it with a... Little with a, it. Uh, little it. Little with it. A, uh, Half uh, it. A binky in his mouth. But it was like... It was, I remember that. So I was like... Did, was it all it or did it look also, like... Also, Gomez called it old man. Hey, it old man. Uh, he called him that. I remember uh, that. So it was a male. So it was a male. Well, there yeah. we go. There, there there, was, I think, the Adams family was progressive and... Adams family was progressive. Gender, gender I guess it could be... Well, they didn't have any black people. They were all black and white. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I don't or know if black that counts. Or white. Black or white. <laughs> but they were, I guess... Were they progressive? I guess. For the time. The I mean, yeah, they had a pretty liberal open marriage. Didn't yeah. they? Did they? No, they were in love. They, they didn't have an no, open marriage, but they were into some into some deep kinky shit. Oh, well, they had a hand. If you're just... into deep kinky shit, you're usually pretty liberal. I yeah. don't know about that. Or you're or you're in the closet about repressed. Yeah, and repressed, and they weren't they. They weren't repressed people. No, Wednesday. Repressed. Wednesday always struck me as a strange name for anything other than Wednesday. Well, that's why they chose it. But yeah. all the other names are kind of scary. That's just like, oh, hump day. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Hump day, shit. <laughs> I hate hump days. It's not scary in the, the sense of horror. No, I, that's... It's just I, like annoying. She was the benign one. <laughs> yeah. She was... She was no, a, she, she was crazy. Wednesday? She was a complete yeah. sociopath. She was a sociopath. She, she would kill motherfuckers. I guess she was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she, was kind of, she was kind of hot. I think that a couple of people... Like a went, goth? Like a suicide Yeah, when you, when you're, child, when you're a dude. kid... No, no, no. But when my age, she was older oh, than me. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah so right. she was kind of cute that's to like look up to and be like, man, she's kind of into that. Then you, then and then you, when you watch I watched Black The Craft... You watched no, Black Snake Moan? Yeah, right. no, I did watch that. I didn't really Black like that Black Snake Moan? No, I didn't like it either. But yeah. she run around naked in It's Christina Ricci, right? Yeah. She's naked a lot in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I mean, I wasn't attracted to Christina Ricci per se as this little Wednesday. crazy sociopathic goth kid yeah. that you know might have done weird things to my butthole. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, not weird to her. Yeah. <laughs> Doctor Wednesday. Yeah, it would have been nice to her. <laughs> oh, y'all want to do some Trump watch? Um, well, what Boo. do we got? To talk? Did you get the email I sent you? We got. No, I mean, we can do. We, we can do. We look. We can't. Run from it. It is what it is. No, we can't. Everybody, and mom, everybody, and their mom is talking about it. And yeah, but I don't no see one anything talks wrong. about it. At shows I don't see because people need it. escapism. I talk about it. Let's talk about season three of a Chef's Table that oh, just Jesus got debuted Christ. yesterday on Netflix. I talk about it on stage. Oh, you know, here's a, a kind of a funny story. I'll talk about my uh, the second time I went and saw um, John Wick. No, I saw John Wick once. You're on, I am not your Negro. I saw I am not your Negro twice. Yeah, now I've seen it. I went and saw it again yesterday. For those who follow me on Instagram. I drove all the way out here last Sunday and it was sold out. Sold out. We went to go eat. Went to Bus Boys and Poets. Wow, we sat wow, down, wow. eat, eat yeah. and had a couple of drinks. Should have got tickets ahead of time. But. I went over and watched uh, Courtney and uh, Christian Finnegan afterwards. Yeah, it was sold out. Um, the first time I saw it, me and Dominic went and saw a black audience. Older black audience, late. 
maybe 15 people in it, all black. Uh, second time I saw it, about 30 people, all white. Middle of the day, older white folks. Liberal, older white folks. Right. Progressive, art house theater. The difference in that, in that theater is the difference between going into a black church and a white church. It was in... It was, you could taste the difference. It was so palpable. The black people was like, yep, that's right, yep. A lot of hand clapping. A lot of, mm-hmm, teeth sucking. These motherfuckers. A lot of that, you know, me laughing out loud. Right. Uh, and the second one, dead silent. Just yeah. dead silent. That's how I like my movies. Just dead silent and tight. I laughed out loud a couple of times. You know, heads was, popping uh, around. Like, I can't believe he's laughing at that. Oh, he's black. <laughs> I've know. been getting really into the rewatching the stuff about the O.J. Simpson trial recently. Watching like the stuff on FX and stuff. And if you watch the side by side reactions of the black community in the white community yeah. at the not guilty verdict, yeah. it sounds like the exact yeah. difference between. Yeah, yeah. Those. I'll, talk, I'll tell you something about that. <laughs> watching the same thing, different reactions. Yeah. When I got up, when I was getting ready to leave, the movie ends. And he ends on that line where I'm not your nigga. We just, why do you need the nigga? You invented the nigga. You, if you if you invented the nigga, then you need to ask yourself why you need a nigga. Why did you need to have a nigga? That's what America and white America needs to ask himself. Why do you need a nigga? Because I'm not your nigga, baby. You were the nigga. And then the movie ends. So then I got up to I and when that ended, I put my because I had the reclining seat. Put the seat down. Got up. Nobody moved. Nobody was moving. Now credits are rolling, music's playing. Nobody's moving. I walk out. I walked all the way to the door. They were still just sitting there. Thirty people just sitting. Well, I think they were probably in that moment. They're like, "What does that mean? I can use the word?" Yeah. Because <laughs> if I am one, I'm, I'm gonna start saying it. <laughs> I think he was about to say, "I stood up. No one moved." And the first woman that moved, roundhouse kick, kicked her through the screen. <laughs> kicked her in the face. You stay down. <laughs> I laughed my ass off. I was laughing about it walking out. I was like, "Good, good for your ass." Good. You've never thought about that, have you? Hmm, good for your ass. What were you going to say about the OJ thing? Uh, I was working at Southwest Research in San Antonio, Texas when that happened. And I was doing a delivery. I worked in the mailroom of Southwest Research, which meant we had to... The research was on an acre campus. I think you're just making up the name of whatever place it is. Southwest Research Institute. Okay, there we go. And there was another one, Southwest Foundation for Biomedical Research, where they did... Just all kinds of different researches stuff. So there was all these different divisions. Okay. So we had to go from building to building and stuff like that. A lot of uh, lot checking your ass. So some yeah. black buildings and some white buildings. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's Texas, man. There were no black buildings. I don't know. I'm trying to figure uh, out how this story works. I go into one of the buildings and the and the uh, the OJ verdict is about to be read. Right. The verdict is read, and they say not guilty. And Who's I, surrounded? Who's surrounded it by? Was What's the ethnicity? A Mexican chick, a white dude, and me. Okay. And, Cross section, and uh, they've said not guilty, and their faces made me laugh out loud. <laughs> I, really? I laughed. I mean, I laughed. I couldn't believe it. Hard. I was like, <laughs> I started laughing. <laughs> oh wow! I wish I'd had that <laughs> And I was just looking at them, <laughs> and then the girl goes, "The girl goes, what are you laughing at? How can they find him not guilty?" I said, "That's what I'm laughing at." <laughs> I walked right. out. I've never forgotten that moment. I hope she's never forgotten that moment either. That's crazy. I <laughs> yeah. mean, uh, yeah, Sharice Sh- uh, was saying that she was, because she was in Texas at the time, and she was following it. Because in England, we only got the verdict, right? There was right. none of the media sensationalization, yeah. constant 24-hour coverage, hype, bullshit, yeah. Hollywood crap. Like It was just like kind of news. Because American football not a big thing. So, yeah. you know, it was more like, 
American movie star. <laughs> star of Naked Gun. Yeah, Star of Naked Gun. <laughs> star of the Towering Inferno right, and right. other classics. Right. Um, so, yeah, so I remember watching The Verdict live, um, but uh, that was about it. Yeah. I, I didn't watch it. Walking out of there, you, did you? You didn't laugh with the black people at at Howard, weren't you? In the back of that? Uh, no, Howard it was not me. No, uh, I was at the time working. I was working in a restaurant, so you know you have those late hours where you sleep late. You know, so I was asleep. It was like one fifteen in the afternoon when they announced the verdict. I was, and my brother was home because we were sharing an apartment, and I was asleep in my room. It was a big deal. Was like tomorrow, they're going to announce the verdict, and so I didn't bother getting up for it. And I remember it's not, it's not like you're gonna miss it. Yeah, and well, I'm. He opened the door of my room. And he just kind of he said, "Not guilty." I was like, "Oh, really?" And then I went back to sleep. Yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't see any of that firsthand reaction. And then it was like months later. I'm watching um, Bill Maher's old show on ABC, and it was Jay Leno who he was the first person I saw just articulated. He was like, "Yeah, black people are happy because the justice system worked for them exactly the way it has been working for rich white men." Yeah. And yeah. everybody on that panel was like, "Oh, that's that's not true. That that's not true." Jay what Leno about was, Nicole? Jay Leno was like, "Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, 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 it yeah. is." And he was the first person. Yeah, really, no, I watched the really thing. I watched that. the People versus O.J. Simpson. My father-in-law went out to eat with Jay Leno and uh, watched him. He did an hour forty-five. Your Recently? father, your father-in-law did an hour forty-five three weeks ago. Yeah, my father-in-law has been doing stand-up for a while. I've been coaching him. He did an hour forty-five <laughs> for Jay Leno over dinner. Yeah. yeah. Right. Three, He's getting some good gigs. Three That's weeks, a good gig. Three weeks ago, he did an hour forty-five. Yeah, you heard about this? I just employing old you black guys to do an hour and forty-five minutes of new material. My father-in-law's white, sir. My father-in-law. Oh, really? Oh, <laughs> father-in-law. Father. Sorry, I thought but you your father-in-law is now like best friends with Jay Leno. Uh, some way, somehow, hanging out with him, going to see his yeah, comedy, hanging around. Yeah, he just <laughs> taking pictures backstage and good at networking. How much money does he have invested in cars, Jay Leno? It's something millions of dollars. I think it's tens of millions. Yeah. It's got to be way easily. Easily, he started collecting he's cars. He's got rare cars. Yeah, ago. he's got cars that aren't even really cars. Yeah, yeah. he's got rare, like one-wheeled bubbles. That yeah, are, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a rare thing. He knows a whole history. Science parks. Right. He's got old cars <laughs> that actually work. That still work. The kind with the like the steering wheel is like a lever. It's not even right. like a yeah. wheel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Drives yeah. like ten <laughs> miles an hour. He's on the street just driving this fucking thing. My father-in-law said when he went to we went to his uh his his complex where the garage is. Jay, Jay drove down there to pick him up. He comes pulling up in some old, like, 57 Rambler. Right. In complete and clean, like, stellar condition. He's like, oh, yeah, I rebuilt it from the ground up. I found it and rebuilt it. <laughs> like, yeah. Damn, bro. You know. Yeah, that was that was like a fault line. I think he's got his own gas station in the... Does he? Yeah, in his garage. Oh, yeah, well, that's, that's standard. No. Oh, that's like... Is it? Sorry, yeah, I didn't for somebody that. like that, yes. That's like a standard thing because then you gas up your own... Yeah, but he's got like a he's, Wawa. Yeah, well, okay. He's well, got a fully staffed yeah, Wawa. No, that's, no, that's not standard. That's That would be different. <laughs> yeah, just going... Uh, yeah. No staff. Just all automated. <laughs> <laughs> robot makes a sandwich. I built it from the ground up. He's got like a... He's got like a, Jetson, robot. Got like a Jetsons Wawa. Yeah, exactly. I got the yeah. only one. Yep. Yeah, it's from the 50s. <laughs> just carried around his house all those travelators. <laughs> Robots on roller skates. Oh man, there was a fucking robot at the hospital. It was ridiculous. It was like the lamest robot I've ever seen. What did it do? It it did nothing other than roam the halls. It was basically just a big filing cabinet with okay. some wheels. And any time it got within like nine inches of something, it would stop and like this this little sensor would move around and then it would slowly navigate around it. What what was the purpose of it? As far as I could tell, it had a sign on it saying 
like medical don't supply fall, station. Don't fall down. So if you needed like <laughs> band, I think it had bandages and you stuff. You could summon the robot to where no, you No, I think were. it just was going around the hotel just in case someone happened to need oh. stuff. But it was funny because you're watching it going down the hall and there'd be <laughs> things like a, a blood pressure machine or like a trash bin yeah. or like, you know, a mop and bucket and it'd be sort of like slowly moving up to them and then realizing that it had to get around them and yeah, around yeah. them. But it kind of looked like it was in a bar cruising chicks. <laughs> <laughs> Just like this ugly, slow robot would go yeah. up. To, like, could have been a bit blind. Goes up to the, the heart pressure machine and goes, hey, baby, <laughs> you want to get out of here? It's like, get out of here. And then it just moves on to the mop. What's the? <laughs> is that a need in the hospital where they need to just have a roving cart of band-aids? I don't know, man. But robots are already around, and they're not as cool as as, as they get made out. To not be. yet. They don't have personalities yet. No, that's no, the they're thing. Not that's scary. That's cool. the thing. People are like, we cannot make these robots look dangerous well, or threatening. First, you make a personality. Then the personality decides, I don't like you, motherfuckers. Yeah. And then the personality becomes evil. Yeah, but it doesn't matter if the personality was in this filing cabinet robot box. It couldn't have done much. Well, like, run you over. No, it couldn't. It was going literally no speed at all. Right? <laughs> if I could have pushed this robot over, it would have been fucked. <laughs> what did you... Um, did you watch the press conference? Did you watch it? Oh, I mean, I didn't watch it until 77 minutes. I watched little bits of it. Did you watch it. bits of it? Yeah, I love watching bits of Trump and Spice's press conferences. The thing to do that I, I discovered was um, watch it with the sound off and the closed captioning on. Next time he talks for any length of time. Oh, just wait two days and watch Sassy Trump. Turn the sound off <laughs> and turn a closed captioning on and watch that. That's. But I mean, how can the closed captioning keep up with his, his it's, stream of consciousness? If you watch the closed captioning, you'll see the insanity right in front. It's different when you what listen. Cause when it's, 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 just, it's, just, it's just different. When you listen to him talk... You can the fact that he's put a gold curtain right behind. Right. I'm yeah. not. Uh, look, I'm not. I'm not disputing any of this. But there's something about reading it that you're like, this motherfucker's out of his fucking mind. He's I mean, way gone. Yeah. He's way gone. But everyone knows that, Randall. He's way. Uh, no, they don't. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't need extra. No, they, no, they don't. Uh, I think we do. Everybody else doesn't. Oh, I think. I think the most people. I mean, his approval rating is continually going down. There are people who, for some reason, have not jumped ship, and I think it's for their own pride. Yeah, uh, the ones who aren't racist, but there are people who were like, you know, I'm, I'm not racist, but I think Trump can help. Co-. You know, some of them have realized now he's he's ridiculous. Some of them, though, because they don't want, they're trying to save face for themselves, are trying to still hold on to some element of Trump that's good. Yeah, it depends whether or not they believe him or believe the media. Right. Well, that's um, the, they're trying to point fingers at. It's not Trump's. Trump's not wrong. Trump's it's not at fault, but they're just they're just ashamed of their vote at this point, and they, they have be. to save face. And then the the there's going to be a certain number that his, his approval won't go below that because that'll be all the people who just like to chant. Well, Nixon Trump. got impeached at twenty nine percent public approval rating after four years of his presidency, and yeah. apparently Trump's on course to hit that number by April. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that's the whole reason why I've, I've really kind of gotten into Baldwin ever since this election. I, have, I was just talking to Lambert about it. He interviewed he interviewed me on for his uh, podcast. We did two hours uh, the other night. On the I don't phone? know. Yeah, I don't know when that's going to come up, people, but it is going to come up at some point. I got to call Baldwin, him. Alec Baldwin. Yeah, Alec Baldwin. I don't know. That sounds good. <laughs> James Baldwin. James Baldwin. <laughs> Why would we not be talking Trump and then Alec Baldwin? That's a more obvious <laughs> that's segue. A, yeah, that's a that's more Baldwin. obvious Baldwin. James Baldwin. Yes, because we just talked about I'm not your Negro. But before that's James Baldwin. <laughs> 
But then we talked about Trump. But that's why I've been kind of I've been reading a lot of James Baldwin. Imagine if Alec Baldwin. Baldwin and James Baldwin. <laughs> <laughs> they did that. They did that sketch on Saturday Night Live. It was All Star Family Feud. It was the Baldwin families, and then there's a black guy. Oh really? Who are you, uh, James Baldwin? It was um, the brother who was on Saturday Night Live for years. Um, the one who went into comedy. Tim Meadows. Tim Meadows. He played. Oh, I'm James Baldwin. <laughs> Alec Baldwin. Such such Baldwin. James Baldwin. Billy Baldwin. Yeah. Daniel Baldwin. Yeah, James Baldwin. Uh, yes, I've been evolving into something different. I don't know what yet, and I don't know how it's going to affect my stand-up, but I do know that something something has happened. I think something happened to a lot of black people. A lot uh, more than more than more than I think people know. I heard Rod talking about it on his podcast early on after he had a young lady on. They were talking about it. I don't get a chance to talk about it a lot with black, with other black people. Obviously, not right now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm abstaining from any comment. Black people are. I think black people are are uh, a sense of betrayal of this country. A, a just serious sense of betrayal. And you can't explain it to people who aren't black. Well, people are. I think it's like an all encompassing term to use woke. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I guess there's something that, like people are sort of waking up more, or not even waking up, but just being more vocal, not keeping quiet about shit. Yeah. And it's some of that is the the social media bubble. I mean, who who you interact with on social media, you see a lot more uh vocalizing of things. So there might be pockets out there who are just, you know, not really hip to all this stuff, but there always are those pockets. But yeah, on social media, definitely on Twitter and on Facebook, mm-hmm. there's a lot more pro-black. Just like a couple of years ago, you start seeing a lot more feminism. Right. Much more vocal. At least in the circles that I'm in online, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know about in person. I guess in person too, but people are okay with vocalizing, whereas before it would be like, it's not even about it's not about vocalizing for black people. It's just, it's a sense of betrayal. No, I'm talking about like actually talking about it openly. I'm talking about this, well, literally that's like the thing. Is a lot of black people haven't been talking about it. Openly. We've talked about it amongst ourselves. That's what I'm saying. It's more open now. Like yeah. it used to be more like a little bit more of a hushed tone. Yeah, you know, but the but now it's people are like. No, fuck that. It's just a serious sense of a sense of betrayal from the from the first, um, from the day after the election to now. So when you say don't talk about it, you know, we say well we shouldn't talk about it. I'm like, well, fuck you. Mm. I, that's my first reaction is fuck you. First of all, you don't get to tell me to not talk about it. It's if you think it's boring, I don't care. I don't care. I I'm betrayed. I'm betrayed by this country. I'm I think betrayed it's by this country. Too interesting. I'm betrayed by. It doesn't matter to me whether whether it's to this or to that. I need to talk about it. It also moves. <laughs> I mean, yeah. this, just since Trump, it everything's moving at such a fast pace. Right. There's always some new shit, which is why like the articles are coming out now about like, hey, don't forget about the Russian hacking. Right. Right. Because. There's so many right. layers. I thought that too of garbage. Is that there's all these all these you know? extra layers, and then you watch his press conference. That's why I've been talking about it on stage. I say, why are why why are why are folks embarrassed about this? I, I mean, all of America should be. No okay. sense of embarrassment. You bring up Trump on black stage. Black people get embarrassed about when other black people are fucking up. We get embarrassed. Bring up Trump on and stage. Then we correct even them. Trump's even Trump uh, haters. People who hate Trump, like you know, even last night I brought. I just mentioned Trump. The whole crowd. Oh, like. And not that that was crowd that was a crowd that was seventy five percent white. Yeah. But there is a sense of like a downbeat when you bring up Trump. Usually, you know, if you're a comic and you bring up politics, even if it's like a serious thing, the crowd's like, Oh, he's gonna joke about current events. Right, I, talk, but I like, talked my, about my, it too my, on Valentine's Day. I talked about my it. My point is just this, okay. it's just simply that um, you know, as 
you know, I'm not saying that it 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 doesn't. It's not important, and people shouldn't talk about it, and it shouldn't be an issue. But sometimes you go to the movies, or you go to a comedy show, or you listen to a podcast for escapism. As yeah, often absolutely. as you go to, you watch the news or listen to NPR to be informed. Yeah. And so just because you're not talking about it in that setting doesn't mean you're doing the issue a disservice by not I would, addressing I it. I would agree with that. What I would then tell that person is then if you come, if you come here, if you come to anything that I'm associated with, you're going to get what I talk about. If you are afraid that you're not going to get an escapist place to get away i would say go away exactly ultimately say, yeah exactly I would just say, go away it's like if you because don't like what i'm tweeting what, yeah. unfollow me this is what i, I get do you. yeah exactly you know what i mean so when i go up on stage ultimately i'm funny so i'm not going to talk about yeah. it if i don't think it's funny so at, but the, I mean, at the bottom i'm funny but what if i'm in if i'm in a podcast setting right but i mean yeah, it's I more funny, than just politics you know what yeah. i mean it's 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 a whole the whole word trump doesn't just mean the politics, president and yeah. fucking it's, up. It's it doesn't mean politics. It means yeah. every range of issues right. that he represents to have right, affected, right. which is so much stuff. Right, because right? he, affects affects so whole, many he people. can basically break the whole world right now. Yeah. That's what we're looking of at, is a broken world right now. Right. And it's this fucking guy, and that, for me, it's that, uh, I was just talking to a white man about this yesterday, after I Am Not Your Negro, and he he was saying... He just said it to me. He was like, 50% of this country voted for... And you have you don't know who to trust. He was telling mm. me that as a black man. He was like, you don't know who to trust. Right. But like, I say, Yeah, you got goddamn right. And I'd I say, know. but in this climate, with the fact that everyone needs to be so much more informed about the stuff that's going on for their own sake mm -hmm. and for the sake of society, escapism is even more important now. Because mm -hmm. like, you can't protest. You go crazy if you protested and I, reacted 24 hours a day to this stuff. I would I would agree with that also but I don't think that um, but I don't think it's 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 uh you know turning your back on the issues to allow yourself a break every now and again oh, no, to no, laugh no. or listen to for like, instance, take to, this to take this podcast take this podcast we had fun talking about you being in the hospital that was great for, for me almost an hour. that was fun that was it <laughs> was, it was a very so we for almost it was a very hour. painful issue for me randolph right, yeah, that i well, think that you kind you, of made light of you got of, it out uh, you're uh, actually uh, just over an hour right you now. got yeah. it all out i oh, know i've got I had the time running yeah. so we were able to escape away from that i was in the gym i trained two clients and i worked out for an hour but today. now we're going to so talk about mind, more bile spewing my pustules. mind my mind is away for an hour and <laughs> no, i you're right, do that. You're i don't have to think about it i don't have to think about it now we're back well that but that's the because of this constant stream it's like any other president really um you know obama for the last eight years like if there's a big issue affordable care act obamacare whatever that was the same like we if we if we were to talk about that on a podcast a week later there'd be no new information it'd be like if we were to say well, let's mm. let's talk about for that instance, again it'd be the instance, same thing. i can tell you right now on thursday's podcast we're going to talk about oakley because we have an oakley update we should probably do it like now, and then go back to. Well, either way, I mean, <laughs> go back. But we have an. There's not much of a story there, though. It's, yeah, it's, it's just a, just a little bit of an update because yeah. we talked about it last week. So there's stuff like that going on all the time. What I don't like is when somebody says either don't talk about it, you talk about it too much, you shouldn't talk about these things. 
Can't you just be funny? That's I've seen that one a lot. That's happening to a lot of comedians now. They write, I used to like you when you were funny. They write stuff serious and they say, oh, I don't like you anymore because you're not funny. Well, go away. Bo Burnham got a very good tweet <laughs> go, go which away. sums it up, which is basically like, if you didn't want comedians weighing in on politics, you shouldn't have elected a joke. Right. <laughs> right. Go away. You know. Ultimately, comedians are artists and artists disturb. <laughs> Ultimately. Mm-hmm. So you don't see us as artists because you see us as clowns. And sometimes we see ourselves as clowns. Yeah. But, I mean, its I don't want to say it's our job, but it is our job to say the truth about what's going on around us. If you choose to, if you're Emo Phillips and you don't want to talk about it, that's fine. I don't mm-hmm. care. I don't care. Just be fun, be funny. That's all I care about. And even when you are standing on stage talking about it, but that's still, be funny. still be funny. Yeah, still you know be I mean? funny. That should be your, your first goal. Right. It's funny to me that we have right. Nazis in 2017 punk-ass Nazis that get punched in the face. That's funny to me. And I made it funny for an audience uh, the right. other night. You exactly. Know I mean? It's got to be funny. That's so I made the bottom line. I made it funny for I made it But funny that's the that. escapism. I don't mean escaping from the issues, but escaping yeah. from that feeling of hatred. Oh, that laughing. feels, like, that feels I mean? not going away from me. No, but like that's what you provide. Me, it's a but you provide, yeah, as oh, the yeah. comedian, yeah. those people five minutes where they can just experience laughter yeah. rather than furrowed brow and tears yeah. which is good which is the escapism we're talking about even if you're talking about Trump and all this I mean stuff. I like I like when I think Patrice said it the best one time when he said comedy is only good if 50% of the audience hates you I, I like that I, I like when people are uncomfortable a little a little uncomfortable I like that well, you, I make, didn't you do s- make people uncomfortable I know <laughs> <laughs> I like it <laughs> you know, I, like, I like it good because I'm uncomfortable a lot I'm uncomfortable a lot. You guys are doctors. A lot, yeah. When they when they ask me about, uh, <laughs> so I need to examine you. Can you bend over for me, Turn please? around, sir. <laughs> Turn, you're just going. My you're nose going. is bleeding. Thanks, I thing. know. Don't worry about that. We're gonna see why it's not why it's gonna stop. Things struggling to get into a latex glove. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I like I like when people are a little uncomfortable. When you watch Chris Rock and Chris Rock's up on stage talking, somebody in the audience is a little uncomfortable. And no, people, I'm not comparing myself to Chris Rock. Is Nate Bargatze opening for him at the moment? At least that one show. Yeah, Uh, He posted a picture of him with Nate. Janelle James is, too. Backstage. She's on the road with him right now. She was, and he's had, he had Eric Andre on a show the other night yeah. too. He's had some yeah. some guests show up on this tour. I wonder if that's how Eric met Rosario Dawson. Oh, I knew about that because of the. Yeah, I wonder if he met us because of Chris Rock because she was hanging around with Chris Rock a lot. I wonder. Um, I don't know. I love how everybody's so met. stunned that he pulled her down. I I was. They were both in the green room after two dope queens, and we were all hanging out. I got yeah. the photos on my Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she yeah. was there too. Yeah, they were. They were. That's when I knew. And then I was I told Charisse the next day and yeah. she was like, No, they're not. I was like, You heard it here first. <laughs> and then three weeks later, well, Valentine's Day. Yeah. Big reveal. Breaking news. Right. Yeah. I love how everybody was shitting basically basically hitting him with the this guy. I yeah. love that. That's the that's the guy, that's a dude's move. Like yeah. I th- what I could have this guy no you could it always comes back to yeah, that I could have well I could have she's no, got a good sense of humor exactly. she's cool as hell yeah exactly. and he's also cool as hell exactly yeah. and, and you realize that like to. looks don't mean anything to either of them she thinks he's attractive that makes him attractive to her right. women are better at us about stuff like that they just yeah, are I, <laughs> she, I made I made her cry telling her my appendix story 
Yeah, you made her cry. She's very yeah sensitive. because well because she I was, didn't laugh at you like we did. No, because I was talking about how great Sharice was throughout the whole experience. Oh, uh, okay. So that you were appealing to the right. woman in the room, and you yeah. had a, and you have a black queen. So that's exactly. Yeah. So we whipped the photos out, and then Rosario Dawson said that she thought Sharice oh, yeah. was a babe. Yeah, and then when I got She's home, I was like. Uh, she was like, you're hanging out with Rosario Dawson. I was like, yeah. And she was just like, uh, yeah, I was just showing her photos of you the whole time. She said, you're a babe. She's like, what? Oh, she's Rosario doesn't think it's a babe. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was running around. I'm like, yeah. So I remember that every other time yeah. that you're late and say you look ugly. Yeah. I'm just going to tell you, Rosario, Rosario Dawson, Dawson thinks, thinks you're a babe. Yeah. Put on a jacket and let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Rosario Dawson thinks you're hot. Tell her Randolph loves her afro. Yeah, I talk about it all the time. Anytime yeah. I see it, yeah, I love her with her hair out. Me too. That's what I said. Because apparently she used to change it when she was in Texas. Because apparently in Trust, Texas, yes, there's yes. a big culture, yes. right, of having to have different hair and yes. look sharp yes. all the time. And also, you can't in Dallas. You didn't really like afros. Business. Oh business, yeah. In business in business places, it's looked it's frowned on upon. Right. It's like having a black name. What I mean, she just worked in Starbucks, so that doesn't really count as a business place. I don't think. But yeah, either I mean, way, you she was still. But you still got to live your life. She's still saying that you've got to. There's still an incentive <laughs> to look right. hot in Dallas around that area. Well, there's an incentive to look like everybody else by the to look like the uh, the majority, and the majority right. don't look like us. Yeah. When we got together, she had straightened her. Right. And the majority don't yeah. look like us. Then you do. And then she popped out that afro. I was like, man, that's got to stay and out. You were like, yep. Yeah. That's <laughs> great. Like, yeah. She was good with an afro. I'm trying to get Amy to do an afro, but I was great. Look. <laughs> I don't think that worked. That I don't work. think it looked good. Yeah. The, the, the <laughs> perm? You get a perm? We'll, I don't think it will look good. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think <laughs> The so. only occasional Does drawback. Does she let you touch it? Yeah, of course. She lets you touch the it. The only wow. occasional drawback of the afro that's is sometimes love. she'll turn over in her sleep and I'll just be lying there. Then all of a sudden I'll just get a mouth face full of afro. Face full of fro. Yeah. I'm just getting like waterboarded with. Bush with of, hair, bush of hair, will clock you. Yeah, but it's worth. Yeah, great, but then she's got to deal with you shitting the bed all the time. That's true. Know. You know, so, so you shut the fuck up. Face full of face full of fro is not a big deal. Yeah, not a big she had deal. To deal with my pouch on my leg, <laughs> on my little garter around my leg. <laughs> what are that thing? Oh, there it is. Did you see that? Uh, after the after the news conference, I mean, this doesn't really matter. But after the news conference, Shepard Smith attacked Trump, and now his supporters are attacking him. That doesn't really. That's to be expected. That's to be expected. Shepard Smith, the fact that they don't they don't attack him more for being gay. He's not openly gay yeah. though. He's not Don Lemon. I know. He's out of the closet. Is Anderson Cooper openly gay yet? I think he is. Oh my God, yeah, Anderson Cooper's way out. He was rumored for a long time too. And then he came out, and then he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked when he. I didn't like, haha, but. The woman says, you're going to meet with the, with the CBC, Congressional Black Caucus. Yeah. Well, you can set me up a thing. I'm like- Are they friends of yours? Here's the thing that I uh, that I laughed at. When 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 obviously, clearly, he had never heard of the oh, CBC. Yeah, no, no, no. She had and to she say was it. like, yeah. And he goes, uh, sorry, what was, what was that? Who? Yeah, yeah. Right. CBC, the Crush Black And I just love to, love to imagine Sean Spicer defending that move by going, oh, no, it's not that he didn't know. He's just a septuagenarian. He's got really bad hearing. <laughs> yeah. He's old as fuck. He's the oldest president you've ever elected. His body is failing him. I right. He's liked not it. ignorant. He's just... Old as hell. I would have liked if her. I would have liked for her to just keep saying CBC (laughs) and don't say Congressional Black Caucus. The CBC. The CBC. Yeah, you know the. Are uh, you going to meet with the CBC? Yeah, the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. Just keep saying CBC (laughs) and wait wait till the BBC. Wait till he answers. That's the thing to do. Is just keep you just keep saying that. You know the CBC. Are you going to meet with them? Who? The CBC. CBC. Who? 
The CBC, the man. C- and then look around everybody else. Who? <laughs> oh, I know them. That's fake news. That's fake news. MSCBC? Oh, I hate yeah, that. Fake, fake news. CNN and CBC. Can you set me up a meeting with them? I don't work for you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know them. I want to meet with them. I really do. Yeah. yeah and I just still, I still love all of the, worry, of the Trump, made up defenses. Set you up with when uh, Spicer's like, when he's like, well, and the professor be like, well, Mr. Spicer, why did the president ask her to set up the meeting maybe are they friends of yours what was he trying to say by that that's clearly a real racist trope that all black people know each other he's like oh no uh, the president was just saying that, you know, there's only seven degrees of separation separating every human being on the planet. So <laughs> there is a very small chance that she may have some friends at that. It's the same sort of chance that uh, my inauguration was the biggest <laughs> gathering of human people ever uh, the world has ever seen. Ever. Yeah. Uh, same chance. And then a the Congressional exactly Black Caucus was like, Susie got elected. We wrote him a letter. <laughs> yeah. They, yeah. they published it. They, they posted the letter. <laughs> it was like a 10-point Yeah, point I think plan. it was, wasn't it? Um, Cummings was just like, I don't know why he's saying these things about <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he was like, well, we were going to meet with Elijah Cummings, but he had a meeting. No, I didn't. No. I don't know Chuck why Schumer told him, don't meet with me. No, I didn't. these lies. No, and then, didn't. Well, then the Trump people said, oh, yeah, that letter went to, because it was sent the day before the inauguration. It, it went to the, the transition office. I went to NBC. Well, do you mean the, the closed down? Like, is that still open? Wouldn't yeah. they just take all the mail and just take <laughs> just it to the regular office? Bring it over to the regular Isn't office. Isn't that what the transition is? Yeah. They're transitioning mail and anything else corresponds to the real office. You it doesn't Charles, just get lost. You see Charles Blowcheck, that bitch? Have you seen that video floating around? I saw that, yeah. I posted it. That, yeah. that fucking white bitch. But she's a she's that a white bitch. she's a Trump. She's one of the talking it's not about, heads. It's not about Trump. That's white that's whiteness. It was, it? That's whiteness in full effect. Tommy, was it Tommy Lauren? No, uh, uh, a Tommy Lauren one Kellyanne. Of the, one of those acolytes. Not <laughs> Kellyanne. Not uh, Kellyanne. She's this on CNN Kaylee a lot. McKern or something like that. She's she's a, she's one of the talking head blonde girls for Trump. Okay. Yeah. He checked her fast. She's been on the news. She's been on those stations for like a year talking about Trump. You know, cause she was like, she's on a show with Don Lemon. And she's like, you know, you're very nice to me. You're you're very nice to me, Don, and you you treat me with respect. And then there are other people who have very sinister, very sinister motives. And she just she didn't say sinister right motives now. about that. In, in fact, the headline was a bit misleading. She was saying that these people, these you know, and that she touched him uh, on Who the did arm. She touch? They, Charles Blow. Charles Blow is a columnist for the New York Times, right? Yeah. yeah. And she said, and they come in, and her point was they're accusing. She this did administ- say sinister. They're accusing this administration of sinister motives. Right. Right. Of course, the headline is like she said. He said he had sinister motives which is not what she said which yeah. is classic like raw story but, bullshit but she was saying that about him she said they accuse these people of sinister motives and she, that was his point was she did say that about him by touching him like that and saying that they accuse people of, the, of these sinister motives she's saying people Play. like him accuse the Trump oh, let me pull up the video exactly so you're saying that I that I she's not calling him sinister yes she is Play it. I gotta find it. Hold on. Is it, is it on your Blow? Facebook page? Huh? Did you post it on Eric your Facebook Charles page? Blow. Yeah, I did. Charles Blow. Charles Blow. All right, I'll pull it. Charles right. Blow and the Sinister Motives could be he's, another band. He's no. That is a good band name. <laughs> Charles Blow and the Sinister Motives. That's a great band name. Did you post it today? <laughs> no. All right, let me scroll back. Uh, you know what? I think it got reposted today because. Oh, there it is. Hold on. Dominic. Dominic posted it. New York it Times too. columnist Charles Dominic Blow. sent it to me. Charles Blow. So, Dominic is not your Negro. <laughs> Dominic Rivera. Yeah. <laughs> the root headline. Basically, Charles. Basically, they're saying, "Look, Charles is not here for your nonsense." Let me see. <laughs> I want to watch this. I haven't seen this. Hold on, they gotta scroll down to the video here. Long time Trump supporter. I might do all the time. What's your response? 
Look, I mean, you're always very kind to me, and I'm on here a lot, and you give me a lot of time and are fair to me. Um, I think some of my left-wing counterparts are very it. unfair to Trump. Um, I think anytime there's any sort of vagueness or gaps in the facts, when there's leaks, for instance, they insert sinister suspicion mm-hmm. where it does not belong. I don't think it's you, but I do think some of my left-wing commentators no, no, who I disagree no, with no, ideologically no, do that. She just did. What you said that is wrong. Don't. Don't do. Don't do that. Don't 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 touch okay. me and then say you're launched into your sinister motivations. I didn't diatribe. Okay. That's not going to happen tonight, ma'am. I, I didn't realize right. there's a one-inch barrier there, where I'm not allowed to, there is, to, to there get is. close there to the there is, there is, Now I know, so I'll scoot over this yeah, way a tad scoot, bit. You can scoot until you fall off that ledge. Okay. I'm, what I'm right. telling you okay. is don't See, touch is, me. All right, all right. But Charles, this is the problem. This yeah. is the problem, and it was what this you just problem. said to me this is, is a lot like what Maxine Waters said today when she said, look, don't ask to meet with me, President Trump. I don't even want to meet with you. We're all Americans. Maybe you don't feel that way. We have one president. We should all want him to succeed, and we should all at the end of the day and hug it out. And if you don't want to do that, about, you don't have about, to do that. You're about to turn this from but a civil conversation into me telling... Because we're all Americans. No, 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 ma'am. Because we're all you're, Americans. Because now you that's a very personal attack to say that mm-hmm. I don't... That's, ex- American. that's exactly I what she I did. I don't believe that I'm American. Don't do that. You said so, I'm no, not no. even allowed to touch you. You're that not. That's like what Max Waters said. No, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. That's very sad. All right. No, you're not. Go ahead. Sad is if you want to be sad. Go ahead. You're not allowed to touch me. Go ahead. The president is taking a lot of Okay, you can stop right there. But the sinister part, she was saying that you're saying the administration has sinister And he's right. She's not calling him sinister. When you touch me and you say that commentary is some of my liberal comments, you're applying that to me. How are you not seeing that? Listen. All the time, what's your response? Look, I mean, you're always very kind to me, and I'm on here a lot, and you give me a lot of time and are fair to me. Um, I think some of my left-wing counterparts are very and she's unfair looking to at Trump. him. And she, that, um, right I think there, anytime there's any... Right there, that's when she touched him. Some of right. my, left-wing my left-wing counterparts. counterparts. She's talking about me now. I'm now the representation of who she's talking about. Kind to me, and I'm on here a lot, and you give me a lot of time and are fair to me. Um, so I think looks, some of my left-wing counterparts him, are very him. unfair to Trump. Um, I think anytime there's any sort of vagueness or gaps in the facts, when there's leaks, for instance, they insert sinister suspicion mm-hmm. where it does not belong. Right there. So you just anything. applied that to me. I'm now the standard. So how is that not? He's inserting sinister that? suspicion on the administration. She just said that you are saying that my left-leaning counterparts, by touching him, she's applying that to him, right, right. are saying, are inserting sinister things onto the administration. So the listeners They're saying the administration has, every is sinister. Yes, I t- I'm touching Chris Third, a lot. Fourth right. time now. So she's saying that he's saying sinister things about the administration? Because that's what I'm gathering. I'm hearing she, he's saying the administration has sinister, is, has, when there's a gap with leaks, Yeah. and he's saying my left-wing counterparts insert sinister suspicion on the, on this administration. Yeah, so you mean that I'm saying sinister things about... We're saying the same thing. No, no, you're saying the administration has sinister motives. No, 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 no. I'm saying what you're saying, that she's saying that he's saying... The administration... The administration has sinister... Has sinister motives. motives. Right. That's why he's mad. That's why I would be mad. I get that, but I'm saying there were headlines that, s- that said she called him sinister. Oh, no, I don't agree with that. I said she... Well, like, you know what? I take that back. Yes, I do. It might have been Raw's story. She, it was is, one of those. she is calling him sinister. She's saying that he is applying, he is moving in sinister ways. So is she, she calling him sinister? Her quote she's never said that. applying sinister stuff but to that's, him. But that's now implying what she's saying. If you put in quotes that she called, she says he has sinister motives. When he says, according to her, the administration has sinister motives, you're, those aren't the same thing. 
I mean, I see what I'm saying. I could kind of, but I you think can't you're, put I think in you're quotes. trying to parse it. You're parsing it way down. Words mean things. You can't put well, in quotes. Well, he said words, this. Right. Words do mean things. Or she said this about him. When words she do said mean this things. about what he so says about him. When you say that about him, you're saying that he's a sinister person. And that he has sinister application of things he wants to apply. So he's not writing in a righteous manner. He's writing in a sinister manner. He's accusing the administration of being sinister. sinister. Right. And he's, then that would mean that he's not writing in a righteous manner. That's what she was applying. That, and he's the stand-in now for the left. I get that. But an implication is and not. And then she, she did the same thing of, you're the good one, you're the bad one. To Don Lemon. Right. You're the right. good one to Don Lemon. You've he's always been the, nice to me. He's the bad one. You know, so then you have you have that subject. The bottom line is, listen, white girl, you don't get to touch me. You don't well, get no, to touch me. Not. And you don't get to and then you don't get to turn around and act in a defensive manner because that's what they do. Oh no, no, you're the one with the problem. I don't have a problem. You're the one with the problem. It's it's really you. No, bitch, you don't you don't get to you don't get to touch me. Why why would you think? What would what would let you think that touching him going into his space would be okay and then you have the audacity to be upset about it when he checks you on being in his space what would make you think that whiteness that's what would make you think that specifically american whiteness what she said when she said i didn't realize there was a one white women because white men are worried that if they touch anyone they're gonna get accused of rape (laughs) well if they touch black men they're afraid they might get they might get hit. hit well there you go so white women you know but, but if when when she says I didn't realize there was a one inch barrier around Charles Blow where I can't touch it. First of all, there's a barrier around every single person. There's a barrier around everybody. And what it, makes you think that? And where the one inch come from? It's a personal a question, space thing. Randolph, just slap me four times on the leg. What? Yeah. Well, here's another one. Five. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 uh, crossing a line right there. I cross. I'm in your space. Yeah. Sorry, there is not a one inch barrier. <laughs> you can scoot on right over there. That leg. What I love she was, that. What she was doing is a thing that a lot of people do where they say some shit to your face about you while trying to kill you with kindness. Right. So the the gentle touch. And she wasn't like grabbing him and shaking him. It was a gentle, like friendly touch. Right, right. Um, but that, even then, don't touch That woman, touch me. Uh, remember I told you a few weeks ago that show I did at the DC Improv Lounge where that woman walked up to me and Jeff Maurer mad about our Trump jokes, like just furious. Well, she she tried to butter us up first. She was like, comedy is very hard, and you have to be very smart to be comedian. Comedians are the smartest people, but... And on her way out, she she reached out and shook my hand. Like, I was talking to somebody. She walked by. I, I was out of the conversation. But good luck to you. You're, you're very smart. Comedians are very... Like, she was trying to do that so she could then mm-hmm. shit on us. Right. She was trying to, like, disarm us so she could talk shit about us. And that's, that's what that move is, a little gentle touch on the arm. Now, listen... Get my my friend here. A lot of politicians do that. A lot of debates will do that. You know, the, uh, I disagree with my friend, and then they'll just shit all over him. You know, yeah. so that's all that is. Yeah, and it's bull. It's it's nonsensical bullshit. Yeah, you know my honor, my right honorable friend. Yeah, yeah, fails. Yeah. To Little dress, hand my, on the shoulder. My dear friend, they the fact do that, that a lot. He is a cunt. Yeah, <laughs> we ain't friends. We ain't right. friends, and you don't get to. You don't get to invade my space with your white girlness yeah basically because that's what you're trying to do you're going to invade my space with your white girlness and apply shit to bitch bitch i'll just move away yes yeah you should (laughs) should i just should i just get away from you oh yeah yeah (laughs) yeah now you should you could have just sat here and then he hit her with the sass too (laughs) (laughs) was he gay is he uh i think he's bi 
Okay. That's the thing. I know he has a son. He has a he has a grown son. Was that it his son that got pulled over? Yeah, he was he was one of the first one to write like about Harvard it. His son or goes Yale or to, a, to a high institution and got got nailed there. And he wrote the thing about how he worries about his kid because yeah. he gets killed. And then naturally there was the pushback. The no articles were written right after that. Yeah, I'm sure she was part of that brigade. No, that didn't happen. No, you know the, those articles. Yeah, no. We hit the timer, by the way. All right. Uh, uh, listen, yeah, we're at what? Three, like we're hour 22 right, right now. Did we hit the timer? Yeah. All right, people, we're going to bring this one home. Come back on Thursday. We'll give you an Oakley update. It'll be a little late, but who knows? Something else might just develop in the story. Uh, and a couple other things. Uh, we're going to thank uh, Chris Milner for sitting in with us today. Give him your stuff, Chris. Always a pleasure. Englishman Chris, chrismilnercomedy.com. There you go. Uh, and you got anything coming up? Uh, this week, February 22nd, which is Wednesday, I'll be at Ram's Head Live in Annapolis, Maryland with Justin Schlegel and Rob Mayer. So come to that show. I don't know what time it is. Probably 8 o'clock. I got to leave early. Yeah. It's a long way. This Friday and Saturday, we got the last two shows in the green room at the, at the Draft House. The Saturday show will be uh, kind of a special show, so you guys come on out to that one. Come out for Friday, too. If really? You want to. It's the last show? It's yeah. the last of the They're closing, closing the green room. Closing the Next green week. We're moving to D.C. Yeah. You've been gone a long time. Maybe you yeah, didn't know. Yeah, no. I'm well, the, good thing I knew. Make sure I've come out. We're moving to the D.C. location. The open mic is moving to D.C. in March. March the 4th. Friday show is done for the moment because uh, there's no time slot in mm-hmm. D.C. for it. All right. Well, but the, this Friday and Saturday. for one last big yeah. last I don't know. What, what are we going to do for Friday? Because uh, we haven't booked anyone I don't know. Just do a show, I guess. Whoever shows regular. up. Just do the same thing. Just do a, have a longer show. Yeah, we show probably just do that. Maybe we'll do that, yeah. We got three people coming from out of town put it for on the, the open I put it on the website. I got to talk to Pete about that tonight. Yeah. I haven't put it on the website. Yeah. So you guys come out to that. You in the area. And you're one of our listeners. You want it's the last one. And then we're moving into DC March 4th. So, on uh, March 3rd, I'm at the State Theater in Falls Church. There you go. You in Virginia. March 3rd. You doing the long set on that? Yeah, probably. That one? Well, Marty's on it as well. So, Charles okay. is why he's doing right, one two, as well. Two long sets. Yeah. That's good. All right, people, come on back on Thursday. We'll be here for you. Remember the tip jar. Uh, remember to review us on Stitcher and iTunes. Uh, get at us. Get at us. We appreciate y'all. You're, you're slacking on your emails. I don't know what your problem is. Yeah, that's is. two weeks in a row. Don't know what your problem is. Maybe they're tired of all the Trump talk. The listens that well, no, listens, <laughs> our listens haven't dropped. I say that our numbers aren't dropping. So right, that's because the people that do like the Trump talk listen more than once. Uh, uh, is that what it is? Uh, that what it is? You got to catch all thank the you, thank you for shitting on us. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, we appreciate it. No, but that means they like the content so much. They listen again. They're listening on behalf <laughs> of all the people that you've driven away. Uh, y'all start tweeting at Popeye. Somebody did this for us already. Nels, start at Nels Erickson did. Uh, yeah. I, I went to middle school and high school with Nels. He's yeah, a fan of the show. Yeah, start tweeting at Popeye. Um, so shout out to Nels. He tweeted Popeye's. They replied to him. Yep. Uh, but he tweeted that he wouldn't be going to Popeye's if not for, for having us. heard us yeah. talk about Chris just Miller. Had some Popeyes. Just had Popeye's. Had Popeyes. Fantastic. In the car on the way here. Very yeah. good value meal. Cajun um, Sparkle. Yeah, that was the uh, the number five Dipping combo. Sauce. I don't that? hear them advertising on any podcast. So uh, they don't. They don't. Cajun so Sparkle, we to, Sweet Heat, Honey. We need to get some of that. Hot yeah. biscuit, hot buttery biscuit. They've got sinister motives. they got sinister motives. <laughs> Popeye and sinister motives. Yeah. yeah. So come on back on Thursday. We'll be here for y'all. Uh, that's it. I'm Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. Chris Milner. And we got three guys on. We are out. Mm-hmm.